This is Terry Nolan, and I love a good quote. Let me share a quote with you. It's from Dr. Paul Sheely. He says that our lives should be a landing strip for the emerging future. Think about that in your mind. What is the visual that it creates for you that me as an educator, that I should be the landing strip for my kids to take off on? That's my whole goal, my whole purpose. And let me tell you what, when you take a journey with me, you better strap in because we are about to head out on an adventure, on a true journey. And I talk fast, so you better strap in. I want us to think about the term literacy leadership. Wow, these are two big terms. Let me break them apart for us. I want us you to visualize literacy, leadership in all caps, in your head. It's the marquee sign that's out in front of you right now in your brain. And when you take a journey with me, I want you to understand where I'm coming from when we talk about literacy. Literacy can mean many things. In fact, there's all different types of literacy. We've got you know, math literacy, financial literacy, all social emotional literacy, what what all types of literacy and literacy in this context is particularly I'm going to be talking about reading. Reading is the foundation of learning. Without reading, then it's hard for me to navigate this world. It's hard for me to move about. It's hard for me to buy groceries. It's hard for me to do things. So reading underpins everything that we do. And when I talk about literacy, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about it from a very research-based, evidence-based place. When I think about reading, I am going to the experts. I am leaning into the research. I am dissecting what is being said so that I can understand it more fully. One of the things that keeps me grounded in all of this, while I work at Learning Ally, I tutor students because I got to stay grounded to what it means to teach reading. I want you to also think in your mind, I'm sure many of you at this point understand and know the reading rope from Hollis Scarborough. That is such a foundational piece that helps our brains wrap around the complexities that is reading. Those lower level processes and higher level processes of word recognition and language comprehension. However, there's a problem and Hollis Scarborough identified this problem herself on a recent webinar where she said, wow, somebody needs to go back and kind of redo the reading rope. I put it together pretty quickly and I think I missed some things. And you know what? As a researcher, I applaud that. I applaud that because she recognizes it. But let me tell you what is such a foundational image for us. That reading is about these finite strands that weave together to create that increasingly strategic and automatic approach to pulling words off the page and becoming a skilled reader where I can synthesize, create, and do something with my knowledge. That's to me what literacy is all about. It's about equipping our kids with those finite skills 
to be able to release that cognitive load in their brain to a point at which we free up thinking, we free up knowledge, we free up creativity, we free up understanding, because I'm going to tell you what, that's where innovation happens. And it can happen in our kids. And it all comes to helping them understand their own potential. I heard it said that on average, the human being, the individual, you listening right now, me right now, our students, we only use about 15% of our potential. That's a travesty. What great thinking is happening in our minds and the minds of our students when we're only using 15% of our potential. And the way to unlock our potential is to give us the right code. And that code is all bound up in those strands of the reading rope. Now, when Hollis Scarborough said, I think I missed some things, I think one of the things that could be missing in all of that is the student. Student motivation, student perseverance and grit, resiliency, student self-efficacy, that executive functioning, all of those things tie in and play into that. But there's probably something else missing. And I visually see this in my brain and I'm in the air right now with my hand drawing a big circle around that reading rope because I think that's the educator the educator, the heart and soul of our education system is the educator, the teacher, their knowledge, their understanding on how to execute and deliver on those strands is so important. So when I talk about literacy, I want you to join me on this journey. I want you to ride alongside me in this plane. We're strapped in, we're ready to go literacy. And it says to me that literacy needs to be happening in every classroom because it underpins everything. Literacy needs to be happening in our high school science rooms, math rooms. It needs to be happening on the football field, on the soccer field, in the band hall. Literacy and building a culture of literacy that says at our school, at our district, we care about reading language literacy for every student. Okay, let's move to leadership. Another big fat word. And if you're creating a, a mind map in your brain, all of these components and and attributes and skills are hanging off of this word leadership. When I think about leadership, not only do I look to education, but I also look to the, the business world. I also look to thinking about what does leadership look like in businesses, outside of schools, in other places, because I think we can learn a lot about leadership that can be transferred put on, laid on as a, as a um, visual on top of education. So leadership. I, one of the people I go to, I go to John Maxwell, 
the father of leadership, right? He's written over 85 books, I think, on leadership, world-renowned. I look to people like Kat Cole, who is the CEO of Focus Brands, as she leads that organization. I, I look to the entertainment business. I look to people like Steve Harvey. He's a leader. What do they have in them? Who are they? What are they doing that makes them a leader? Because in my mind, leadership is not a position. Leadership is an attitude. Leadership is who you are. It's my fabric. It's inside of me. That's what leadership is all about. So thinking about leadership, I'm going to lean into the words of John Maxwell, who says that leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. That's what it is. And so I want to really kind of tickle your brain here and say, in education, I think we've gotten it wrong about saying that, oh, it's just the principal, the assistant principal, the uh, director of curriculum instruction, the superintendent. They're, they're our leaders. And yes, they are. Absolutely. But your third grade teacher is your leader. Your middle school interventionist, your high school science teacher, they're your leaders if they embody that mindset. Leading is not about just about managing people. That's what being a manager is all about. Leading is saying that I am able to affect change. Another thing that comes from John Maxwell is he talks all the time about leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. So if you use that concept and and lay that on as a guide for us. Let's take our third grade gen ed teacher. You have influence. You have influence with your students. You have influence with your parents. You have influence with your colleagues, with your administrators. You have influence. Lean into your influence. Wrap that influence robe around you and say, every single day when I walk in here, I have influence. How am I going to lead today? So let's smash these two words up against each other. Now we've created a vision. We've created something in our brains, this very visual reminder of what literacy leadership is all about. Literacy leadership is important because without literacy leadership, we're still going to have a nation of students that are not meeting levels of proficiency in reading that is affecting societal impacts and outcomes with our school-to-prison pipeline. It's big. It's big. Let's be literacy leaders. Let's create a nation of educators that lead in their classrooms, lead in their schools, lead in their districts, lead in their communities. That's what literacy leadership is all about. I'll, I'll tell you about my journey of literacy leadership. I started out in education as a pre-K teacher. So I'm teaching pre-K. I've got these five-year-old babies. They're ready to go to kindergarten. And I didn't know the first thing about reading, reading instruction, uh, especially about how to teach decoding phonemic awareness, the sounds of our language. I had no idea. I, I was a skilled reader. Reading came easy to me. It came easy to my kids. So I was never introduced and had vision and insight and awareness of that world. 
So then I move on and I'm the administrator of that preschool leading in a different way. Now, what we did at our school, we had good, rich language experiences, which is so important in that upper strands of that reading rope. We would have story time. We would have music time. We would have enriching play, play experiences and that oral language development, that implicit learning of language and discourse and talking with kids. You're walking from the classroom to the lunchroom and moving out to the playground and look what I found in all of those rich language experiences. So that I think comes naturally. We're speakers. We talk to one another. That's the first thing that our young children learn to do. But teaching the lower level skills? No, that wasn't happening. We were not introducing sounds. We weren't introducing anything like that. So I would say that if I look back, I wasn't a literacy leader at that point. I, I was leading and I was trying to lead in such a way that inspired people, that motivated people, but I wasn't being a literacy leader. Now let's fast forward to my time here at Learning Ally. And here at Learning Ally, I've been here for 15 years. And over that time, I've grown. And when I started here, I was like, there's something to this reading thing. What is it? Why, why, why? I kept asking myself why. That's when I decided to go back and become certified as an academic language practitioner. I know how to teach reading. In fact, to stay connected, I tutor students now because I got to stay connected. I got to stay connected to all of those finite and discreet things that go on in a one hour session with a child how to teach reading, how to teach decoding, how to teach phonemic awareness, phonological awareness, and especially when they're struggling students and we've got working memory issues. And how do I work through all of those things? In addition, I said, there's more. There's more here. I got to learn more and went and got my PhD in literacy because I knew I needed to grow. If I am going to affect change, if I am going to make a movement, I gotta, I gotta grow. So now I'm, I'm leaning into literacy leadership. I want you to put a vision in your mind of, of who you want to be. What does literacy leadership look like for you? What's your growth path? What's your trajectory? Where are you headed? How can you be a literacy leader in your school? And I would say to you, I've, I've got to say to you, lean into the research. Lean into the research, learn and grow. Surround yourself with people and place yourself at the feet of experts and mentors. That's what I've done. Because without them, I would have been over here just kind of flopping around. I don't know. I don't know where to, where to go. That's what leaders, literacy leadership is all about. Literacy leadership can look in like so many different ways. But what I said to you, I want to put that little tickle in your brain that says, let's don't think of leadership as being relegated to a title. Leadership starts with you. Leadership starts with your mindset that says, I can do something.
Every single educator that I run into says, I want to make sure that my kids succeed. That's my goal. Student outcomes, student growth. I have never in my 20 plus years in education have run into an educator that says, nah, I, they're good. Let's just let them stay where they are. Literacy leadership says, I'm going to own it. I'm going to stand up when it's hard and I'm going to fight for my kids. I'm going to fight for their outcomes. I'm going to fight for their growth and I'm going to do what it takes. That's what being a literacy leader is all about. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know the finite way to teach the diagraph TH, which that is important. Let me tell you what, that's important. But you can still be a literacy leader without knowing that. You can still be a literacy leader in other ways by supporting the teachers that do know that, by supporting the curriculum decisions that are being made in your school and district, by supporting a student in a very collective efficacy way that says when they move from that intervention back into the gen ed, that they're supported. That's what literacy leadership is all about. Everybody's going to take a different journey, a different path, and be literacy leaders in their own way. Guys, listen. Once again, I'm going to lean into some folks here. These are the words of Steve Harvey. A career is what you get paid for. A calling is what you are made for. Teachers, educators, you have a calling. Your calling is literacy leadership. Your calling says that I can do more. Sure, I get paid some money. That's, that's what I get paid for, this career. But let me tell you what, I've got a calling when I've got kids that are counting on me. Thanks so much for joining us as we dive into literacy leadership. And I hope you'll be back next week because like I said, you better strap in.